Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of No Buts About It. Uh, Chess and I have brought out the Brewskis. He has a local brand with him uh, that has apparently gotten in trouble with the Steelers and Tone Diggs of the Pat McAfee show because their beer guy wasn't trying hard enough, and that's why the Steelers haven't been doing well. And we'll talk about a few other reasons here in a bit. I've got uh, Coors Light, not my first choice, but hey, it was free, so uh, not much you could do there. I'm in my dining room in Ohio. Chess is in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Morning. Uh, hey, yeah, hey, that, this is new. I didn't know you were in your ba- or, uh, in your dining room in Ohio. I'm in my dining room in Indiana. Oh, I thought me. you moved. No. Yeah, oh. I, I moved and I had took the whole room. <laughs> you took the entire living room and well, dining room with you yes, as well. Everything is the same. Anyway, let's start. Let's get right into it. We watched. Two Monday Night Football games. Everyone saw Tommy Cutlet's agent on the sideline. Uh, he was kissing people. He looked like a mob boss. He's like straight out of The Godfather or The Sopranos. Uh, that's not the game we're going to be talking about, though. We're <laughs> going to be talking about the Miami Dolphins losing to Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. They scored 14 points in the last three minutes of the game to win. That's the first time that's been done since 2016. And the first time that's been done, and I think it was 767 games. So it's a lot of games. That's a lot of football. And uh, the Titans pulled it off. And I think this all but certifies that if the MVP is going to go to a non-quarterback player, it should be Tyreek Hill. He got hurt during the game. Uh, only had 61, I say only, but he had 61 yards, um, getting hurt, four receptions, no touchdown, which an average receiver, that's a great day. But for Tyreek Hill, that is low, 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 low. Um, so Dolphins offense didn't look the same without him. What did, what did you see, Chess? What did you like? What did you hate? Um, yeah, it definitely did not look the same. Uh, it definitely felt like when... Tua was throwing almost in a way without Tyreek Hill on the field at those points when Tyreek wasn't on the field. It almost felt like Tua at points was kind of like lost because I felt like – I feel like for Tua, um, Tyreek Hill is almost like that security blanket. And, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that as in, you know, Tyreek Hill is probably, if not one of the best wide receivers in the NFL currently. Um, he's a very elite player, and Tua's obviously obviously going to look towards him. And when he's not on the field, he kind of is just like floundering out there. And like Jalen Waddle is really good too. So it's like, I don't really know why he was struggling so much at points, but it just felt like a lot of people on social media were talking about it. I noticed it. I felt like he was just like lost out there at points. And I, I don't know how the Dolphins managed to just like blow that lead with like five minutes left <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Like I couldn't even begin to tell you. But it does make me a little nervous for the Miami Dolphins. Just a little bit. Not not entirely because I still think that they have a pretty good shot at the AFC. But I do get a little bit concerned when games like this happen because, you know, you crush a team like the Denver Broncos who are now all of a sudden like starting to light it up. You dominate them 70 to 20, but somehow you blow a lead to the Tennessee Titans who now you're going to let get hot. And granted, I don't think the Tennessee Titans are going to knock out the Miami Dolphins because I think they're what six and eight. The Tennessee I Titans, think. they're all like yeah. five, five and something. Yeah, they 
not. Yeah, so like they're they're not gonna knock them out. But as of right now, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true or not, but at least like twenty-six or twenty-seven of the teams are still eligible for playoffs at this point in the season. So I, think I feel like it's a very been, I think only two have been eliminated. Yeah, and that was um Carolina and I don't know who the other one is because Arizona or New England still technically could make it. No, New it's England's like so out. New England's out? Is, are they the other one? I know at one point they were still in it. New England got eliminated still... on Sunday, even though they beat you guys. Okay, yeah, because um, it was what? It was Buffalo one? Buffalo, Buffalo one. one. Yeah, Buffalo was the one that – okay. So, yeah, they're eliminated, and um, uh, Carolina's eliminated. Arizona? Arizona's on the cusp. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But, like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's so wild right now in the NFL that, you know, any of these teams that, like, you're losing to and stuff like that can, like, easily just slide right in. And it kind of makes you a little nervous when you lose to one of these, like, really, like, subpar average teams because if they get hot, you might be screwed. So... We'll see what happens. I mean, the AFC is very up for grabs when it comes to those wild card spots. I mean, heck, I mean, if you want to talk about even the division, I don't even know if Miami, if Miami could literally fall off and Buffalo could win that division again. And I, and I know that's wild to say, but like, it's not totally out of the question right now. So there's a lot of things that could possibly happen in the AFC right now. So Just saying. The, the Dolphins have a heck of a schedule their last three games. Um, Especially if Tyreek Hill isn't available, which it sounds like he's questionable right now. And he was still playing in that game. He just was sidelined most of the first half. And I don't even think he hit the field on the final drive, which I would have at least put him out there as a decoy. But I'm not a head coach. I don't know what his health was like either. But, I mean, I assume he was okay enough to play and run a little short route. But the Dolphins have the Jets – the Cowboys, the Ravens, and then the Bills. All of the only one of those games is non-conference. Only one of those games is against a team that is probably not going to make the playoffs. Two of them are divisional games. And that's the problem. It's like granted, yes, you know, a lot of problems have been happening with the Jets over probably the last decade. But um, even this year, like, the one thing that is always uncertain is how your divisional games will go. You cannot count out these divisional games. I feel like people a lot of times will look at a divisional game and say, oh, the Jets, for example, are not good. Our team is great. We can win. And I'm not saying you can't, but you really can't count those games out because you obviously play them twice a year over, you know, multiple years. Eventually, you're going to understand the scheme. So for the Jets... Is it is it home away? Do we know if it's at New York or it's at Miami? In, in Miami. Okay, so that that'll flip a little bit just because they have the home field advantage. But still, it's a divisional game. You can't be lax with that. And then you go into the Dallas Cowboys. They just came off of that huge win over Philly. They look like a really good team right now. I mean, granted, we know how their playoff production has been over the last couple of years with having such good teams, but they're still a very good team, especially in the season. And then you have not uh, what's in between Buffalo. It's, like it's, it's Buffalo. the Ravens who they might still be fighting for the number one seed in the AFC. With them. Yeah. So obviously if the Ravens are still fighting for that number one seed, they're going to start all their starters and they're going to be playing out of their minds, trying to get that freaking home field advantage. 
And we don't really know how big of a game that'll be. If Miami does pick up the win over Dallas and stuff, you know, Miami and Baltimore might be fighting for the number one seed spot. So it's a big game. And then on top of that, you got Buffalo at the end of the season and they're just starting to get like, you know, they're heating up right now. And the one thing is, is once again, it's a divisional game. Cannot count those games out no matter how confident you are. So it's a very concerning end of the week or end of the year schedule, I should say. And for them. the Dolphins just lost a key offensive lineman in Connor Williams. He's out for the season. Tough. The, the Jets, I mean, you look at the Jets and you're like, okay, they're not good. They just put 30 points up on, I believe it was a 30 points up on the Texans, which you say, okay, but C.J. Stroud got hurt. They put up or 28 points. The Dolphins, no, not Dolphins versus Texans. Excuse me. Google is not being my friend right now. Okay, it was 30-6. to six. But C.J. Stroud getting hurt does not affect the Texans' defense. Maybe there's a morale thing, but the way the Jets' offense has played has been abysmal, and the fact that they were able to put up 30 points on this playoff super team that the Texans are supposed to be with C.J. Stroud, which they have been very good, they were not on Sunday, December 10th. Are they going to be good on Sunday, December 17th against their play their division rival the Miami Dolphins other thing people people were all over this with the Cowboys and I've heard it mentioned a few times with the Dolphins not a lot not as much as I did with the Cowboys the goalposts kept moving with the Cowboys the Dolphins have not beaten a team with a winning record that's and they have something to note because if you think about it yeah, they, they've had a pretty easy schedule going through now. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if, you know, some of these teams that they've beaten, like, for example, I don't know if Denver has a winning record, but they're dang close to it at this point. I think Denver's 7-6. Yeah. So, at the time, though, Denver had a losing record, and now they're all of a sudden they're starting to light it up. Yeah. Oh, they beat the Denver Broncos 70-20, to 20 and now, and, and, you know, and they're a 7-6 and six team. Yeah, but at the time, they looked like they were not even going to be close to making playoffs. So – got to put that into a like a factor too here like to anybody trying to justify it because it's the same thing with like if you're talking about college sports and I know somebody out there is probably going to be really angry at me for making this analogy or comparison but when when it comes to like ranked teams in the NCAA for football and stuff like that like there's times where like teams won't be ranked and they'll be like unranked and then a team will beat them and then they'll finish the season like 15th like, you know, for example, we'll throw we'll throw Pitt in there with Kenny Pickett, you know, because I know at some point you're going to want to talk about the Steelers, um, even though Kenny Pickett did not play. But 2021, there was a game that Kenny Pickett played in against this team that we should have beaten named Western Michigan. And we just looked terrible. Kenny Pickett did throw like five or six touchdowns, but we still lost that game. And at the time, we were ranked. And then it, like, moved our rankings. We won the ACC championship. There's a lot of things that happened with that. But at the time, you know, like, you know, we had a winning record and stuff like that. But it's one of those things where when you're, what like, it's it's basically, like, that stupid thing where, like, people say, like, oh, yeah, like, we beat this team. Should we be technically the Super Bowl champions, you know? Like, whenever people are, like, saying – you know how, like, that stupid thing where it's, like, oh, yeah, like, 
like an Arizona Cardinals will beat like the Steelers. I'm not saying this is just a terrible analogy, but like Arizona Cardinals beat the Steelers and the Steelers go on to win the Super Bowl. And then some of the Cardinals fans will be like, we beat them. Should the, does that mean that we're the Super Bowl champions? Cause like I've seen comments about that all the time. Circle of parody. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, cause like, but nonetheless, like when it comes to the ranking systems at the time, like, I don't know where Pitt was in the rankings, if they were even ranked at all, but at that point, like they, let's just say they weren't ranked. Western Michigan beat them. They continue on, they become ranked and it's like, Oh yeah, we beat this ranked team. No, you didn't at the time. You did not beat this ranked team. And then they went on to win the ACC championship. Western Michigan isn't in the ACC, but like, does that mean like, Oh yeah, we're the best team ever because we beat the ACC championship, the ACC champions. No, no, not really. But Nonetheless, it's it's the same concept in the NFL when it comes to that. If that made sense, I, it was really hard for me to like put this into words on the spot. But um, if that makes sense, Denver was like not looking good. Now they have a winning record. Just because they have a winning record now does not mean that by the Dolphins beating the Broncos seventy to twenty early on in the season, that it means you know something because it, it matters about what their record is now. And what the record was back then is basically what I'm saying. I was hoping for a Florida State reference somewhere in there. But how would I make a Florida State reference <laughs> I in there? I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, <laughs> did you? I don't know if you saw this meme. So you probably didn't. But on there was a meme somewhere that I saw where on Reddit they were talking about Retrobull College. And if you don't know what Retrobull is, quit living under a rock. Go look it up. But. Retro Bowl is a really cool arcade style football game on your phone. And they made a college version of it like earlier or like a couple months ago, I would say. And basically there's this guy playing a Charlotte and don't know off the top of my head where that is, but let, instead of just using Charlotte, let's just say he was like Charlotte uh, in the Carolinas. Yeah. But I don't know if it was because there's NC or there's UNC, which is university of North Carolina. Then there's NC state which is NC state. But then there's like other people out there that it's like, um, I, I, like they'll, they'll use weird names for these, some of these teams like Durham, which is Duke, but like, cause they can't use um, oh, the, the South bend is another good one. It's Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, but it, but it's South bend. So like, if you don't know it off the top of your head, you're going to be confused. It took me a little bit to realize that South bend was Notre Dame. I'm sorry sorry but nonetheless yeah so but same thing so we'll just say that like they were duke or whatever and they were ranked sixth and they were undefeated and somebody said in the he was like can you can anybody explain to me why i didn't make the top four in retro bowl i'm kind of new to college football and i just don't understand and then one of the redditors responded and said it was because your quarterback got injured hey that's in the rules. You, we had this argument over over text, and I don't follow college, but I was like, that seems like a perfectly valid reason to me. So I went in and I was like, what are the criteria for them picking? And one of the things that it says is if a pl- key player is injured, that could affect their postseason. I mean, it's more wordy, but their postseason product basically. Then that may be taken into account. I'm so was. glad that the NCAA is changing that stupid college football playoff format because 
this this year literally showed that it needed changed because and I know this isn't NFL related at all, but like I think Alabama's a great team. I think Texas is a great team. I think Washington and you know, I think Michigan's a good team. I think all four of them are great. I was gonna say Georgia because I'm so used to Georgia always being number one over the last That's... couple of years, but but like Georgia losing knocked them to six. And I okay, I get that. Whatever it happened. I don't get that. Look, you're number one all season, and then and now you've got me all. You're number one all season, and then you go to yeah, but six? then they lost. But they lost to Alabama, and Alabama became the SEC champion. So that means that they would they, somehow they would jump in, and that means that because and this is this was their mentality. It was uh, okay. Michigan won theirs. Uh, Washington won theirs somehow, and then um, Texas won theirs, and Alabama won theirs, and because. So Alabama beat Georgia, who was number one in the nation for the SEC championship. It dropped Georgia to sixth, which makes it, which is kind of hard to believe, but I guess somehow it is. But, <laughs> but because, because Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beat Georgia, that's how they thought of it. And Florida state got snubbed just because of the quarterback role. And I, I think it's kind of goofy to think that way, just because like there are other aspects of the team and they won the ACC championship. It wasn't like they lost to Louisville. They won. Yeah, but they, so, didn't, like, they didn't blow out. And this is what Kirk Herbstreet was saying. If they had blown out Louisville, that's different. But they didn't the problem blow is out. Louisville is still good, though. It's but, it's like because people. But were, Alabama didn't blow out Georgia because like these teams and Washington didn't blow out Oregon. Yeah, but like he went back to like Michigan when they played with their backup quarterback and still then went on to win the national championship. Cardell, I forget his name. Oh, how interesting that the yeah. backup quarterback well, was playing on, in that night. Hang on, hang on. His point was when the way they got into the playoffs, originally they weren't going to get into the playoffs, but the reason they got into the playoffs is because that backup quarterback won by like 30. Okay, whatever. So he was saying if Florida State had come in against Louisville and beat up, and beat up on Louisville, yes, they probably would be in, but they struggled against Louisville. So they're not going to put them in against who they perceive to be the other three best teams in the NCAA, which all of this is to say somehow related to the Miami Dolphins. But also, this is why I don't like college football. And this is why (laughs) Alabama is somehow never going to get snubbed ever, I swear. If they can find a way to put Alabama in there, they're going to. That's why they need that new format next year. I can't wait to see the every Power 5 conference get in power. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work now because I know uh big, big 12 is going to be gone, but it's the Pac 12, the Pac 12. I thought it was but, six conference champions and then the next six best. Yeah. But that, that's what I mean. So it's going to be, it's the power five, which uh, power five was always the ACC, the SEC, the, the Pac 12. And, and yeah. Yeah. So, so on and so forth. And those are the power five because they always have the best teams in it and then followed by all the other conferences. So now with the PAC 12 being gone, I don't really know how it'll work, but nonetheless, I would love to see freaking Liberty in there as number six. (laughs) They just went undefeated after the entire season and they get a new year six game. They get to play Oregon. And I am so excited to watch that game. Franciscan university of Steubenville going in there. No, no, Liberty. Liberty made Malik Willis. Just so you remember that. I do remember that, and I said he wasn't going to be good, and he wasn't good. Yeah, but nonetheless, 
I can't wait to see that format next year because this year's format is still bad and I hate it. So I can't wait to see a. I mean, I think twelve is insane, but I'm excited to see how twelve will be because twelve is twelve is. I want either sixty four or a NASCAR style playoff where you get eliminated throughout the year. All right. Well, that kind of already happens because one loss gets you automatically eliminated from playoff contention, like. 90 percent of the time no, i swear this is 100 so, man we're just saying you're no longer eligible Get well out of if here. you want to watch if you want to watch 64 teams battle it out go watch march madness because that's i do how watch that march madness okay well then okay, there you go we have to get back to the nfl okay well then let's go back to the nfl thank you to the people who are still here because we got very sidetracked just let's talk about uh the pittsburgh steelers so you said Florida State got snubbed. Go ahead. You said two weeks ago that Mike Tomlin, he just he ain't doing it. He he's a good coach, but he's he needs to go. He's not good enough. And you got forty five comments, one accusing you of racism for uh saying this. That you wanted Mike Tomlin to go. Uh and now after their loss to the Patriots, which we have talked about a little bit. Fire Tomlin is trending on Twitter. Tw- trending on X. So, uh, would you like to say anything to the people out there? Yeah, so, um, first and foremost, the racism comment was, like, unbelievable. I have no idea where that guy even thought for a moment in anything that I said throughout that whole show. Because, like, I or in that whole segment, I should say. At any point, did I show any underlying tone of racism when it came to Mike Tomlin? And people defended you. There were people in the conversation. And, and, and I am very thankful for that because I felt like that was the stupidest comment that I had seen on the entire thing. And granted, I think a lot of the comments were pretty intelligent and they were trying to prove their point. And I will 100% agree with that. And although I didn't agree with a lot of them and a lot of people thought that they – like, for example, I think there was one comment – I don't mean to call people out on this, but I, I think one person said that we are historically bad for, like, trading up in the draft. He was only kind of thinking of Devin Bush. We traded up for t- Troy Polamalu and Santonio Holmes. Like, th- these are key players that have been key mm-hmm. points for the Steelers. So it's, like, kind of weird to say that. So, like, there were some – and then there were some people that, like, actually had me, like, stumped for a little bit where I had to really try to, like – form like a claim and stuff like that but i don't know who's going to be watching from this maybe because they commented on it maybe they disliked liked it i don't know nonetheless maybe it'll show up in the recommendations if you clip this but i kind of want to know where you guys stand at this point because two weeks ago i was calling for mike tomlin to be fired after the cleveland browns game i felt like there needed to be a change and everybody said that i was wrong i was an idiot And now two weeks later, they've lost to the Cardinals, who have a, at the time, what, a 2-10 and record? 2-10, and yep. Yeah, and then we lost to the Patriots, who also had a very, we'll just just say a very low record, because in the end, it doesn't matter. They, They had a ton of losses, and we gave both teams their third win of the season. And we are in round one of fantasy football playoffs, and if they've only gotten three wins... You know, that team is probably not that good. So, nonetheless, I get the Patriots have our number. I get Arizona was a weird game. But, like, you got to, like, you got to conquer this. Like, you got to figure it out. Like, regardless of what's going on, what's happening, 
like, okay, yes, there was weather delays. There was all of that crazy stuff that happened in Arizona. But don't you think that we should have been able to take advantage of that? I get Kenny Pickett got hurt. I like there, there's so many things that it's like, oh, well, this happened and that happened. Yeah, I get that. But like, don't like in a in an aspect, like, don't you think that as like offense coordinator, head coach or anything like that, we should have been able to at least make it somewhat close. Like in the Patriots game, I give them credit. They did make it close towards the end, but I don't know what the heck that play call was or if that was Mitchell Trubisky throwing a long bomb on fourth and three. <laughs> but either way, that was a terrible thing. And if that was Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know why you would think that by Mitchell Trubisky throwing a long bomb on fourth and three, that's good quarterback IQ because it's not. You, you need to put in – Throw in Mason Rudolph or change up your freaking uh, quarterback depth chart and throw in Trace McSorley at that point. But Mike Tomlin did say he will not put in Mason Rudolph, who, okay, he did have a losing record going into the last couple of games of that season. We finished 8-8 eight and eight in 2019. I get it. Yes, dude was concussed. He got hit over the head with a helmet from Miles Garrett and then proceeded to get decked by a Baltimore Raven. Of course, the homie is going to be messed up. That was like Kenny Pickett last year. I was, I was surprised Kenny Pickett made it through last year. He had like three concussions in one season. And, and oh my gosh, this is it. This, the whole thing is just unbelievable right now for the Steelers because nobody will admit that there probably needs to be a court, like a coaching change. And like at this point, like if you guys want to like replace Kenny Pickett or you want to have him in a quarterback battle, Go ahead. But at this point, I would rather have Mike Tomlin fired because I genuinely believe that if we everybody thinks that I'm crazy for saying that we need to tank for a couple of seasons, sometimes it's time to let go of those good coaches. You're seeing all over social media right now that the Patriots are probably going to let go of Bill Belichick at the end of the season. Now, that's just a rumor and that's yet to be seen. But if that happens, sometimes it's just time to it's just time to let go. And like how many winning seasons does it take? how many nine and eight you know first round exit playoff games does it take until change is made and there's no changes that are happening like it's the same teams it's the same coordinators this is the first time since the 40s that the Steelers fired their offensive coordinator and like I get we've had a great string of like coordinators and stuff like that in the past but like I just don't understand and like you can tell me Mike Tomlin is a winning coach but he's had like in the last, what, since 2016, he's had, what, four playoff wins? Like, like that. it's just unbelievable. Like, I don't understand how you think that that's success. That's not success. It's just not. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, like literally, the, 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 Bengals, the Bengals have had more success at winning playoff games in the last, since 2016, than the Steelers have. Now let that sink in. Open your door and go let your bathroom sink in. Come in and talk to me about this because like, I just, the Bengals literally have gone to a Super Bowl. Granted, unfortunately, you guys lost. You guys had the fumble in the jungle. Last year, all of that stuff happened. It was great. Like you guys have had more wins. I understand you guys are a lot better of a team than we are, but we've had like elite teams like that in the past. And I get our defense wasn't good, but how, how do we lose to these teams? How do we how do we fold? Like what's happening? It's got to start with the coaching. You got sometimes you just gotta let go if they're not I, gonna make the changes. I texted you this stat on Sunday, and I th- I still think this is crazy. But Tomlin only has three more playoff wins than Zach Taylor, and that's insane to me because I feel like every year, maybe not this year, but 
definitely the year before, even after going to the Super Bowl, people in the media were like, yeah, Zach Taylor can be on the hot seat if they don't have another winning season because uh, Burrow's carrying him. But he's only three behind in a quarter of the years as a head coach for Mike Tomlin. I just – and that's what I mean. And the thing is, is like I don't – so – and just to like throw this back into it because I know a lot of people are going to be like, they're not going to fire Mike Tomlin. Honestly, yes, I don't think they're going to fire Mike Tomlin. And the reason I don't think they're going to fire Mike Tomlin is because the buddy only has one year left. The buddy. The buddy. Who is the buddy? Mike Tomlin. He, the buddy. And he only ha- on his contract, he only has one year left? Yeah, he's only got one year left but, on his contract. So they're not going to extend him. But they hadn't fired anyone midseason since like World War II, before World War II, and they fired Matt well, Canada midseason. Well, yeah, but I don't think they're going to fire Mike Tomlin. I think they're going to see how the season plays out. They're probably going to blame it a lot on injuries because, granted, yes, there has been a lot of injuries. But I genuinely think that since he only has one year left, I don't think they're going to extend him. I think they're just going to let him play and just see how he does next season. And if we have another losing record, then go from there. Because he doesn't – the problem is, is homie doesn't freaking – like make the necessary changes when there needs to be changes. And like, if, if that offensive coordinator like firing, because I remember in the press conference, they they said, did the Rooney's have any influence on the firing? He said, no, it was all me. Then why did you wait so long? Why are you waiting so long? Your offense isn't putting up. And then literally the first game back, we put up 400 yards. Like literally without Matt Canada, it was 400 yards. Like I don't understand. So it's just like, it, don't you not see – you see the struggles of these players. And I just – and it just it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and honestly, like if I would go in, like people are – oh, my gosh, people are going to literally slaughter me for all of this. You go in, you let go of Mike Tomlin, you let go of the entire coaching staff, you just start over. You build up, you hire somebody new. I don't care what you do. You just hire somebody new, you hire – offensive defensive coordinator your new head coach you trade away the divas you trade away the people that have notably been problems so far i mean you did it with chase claypool already we literally finessed the the freaking bears and got joey porter jr out of it and like honestly like i don't really know what the the dude's done since leaving pittsburgh he's been with miami does he have any catches like i don't even know if he starts or if he's like he doesn't in a jersey yeah so so we like fleeced the bears why not give them – why not give another team like, all right, trade Pickens away, trade Johnson away. Okay, I know that sounds crazy to me. That I know that sounds crazy, but, like, apparently there's been so much rumors going on since this loss that literally people are saying that Minka is frustrated with the Steelers because he believes – and, like, granted, this is – I know people are going to be like, oh, well, all right, well, just th- – <laughs> this is radio talk, okay? This is radio talk, and this is what I've been hearing on the radio and stuff like that. But people have said that Minka is frustrated with Deontay Johnson because he has a me, not we attitude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've heard that too. And if you're frustrating Minka, who is notably one of the better free safeties in the league or just safeties in general, is saying that you've you've got some sort of problem there. So trade him away. Trade Pickens away so that if he doesn't get more than two catches, you know, he doesn't have a fit. 
you know, anymore. Get, trade him away and prove that the Steelers, because obviously you're not going to get rid of Omar Khan. I, I feel like he's a really good GM, but like take take the the Steelers mentality that you've had over the last 10, 15 years or whatever and draft a wide receiver in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. I don't care. Figure it out and draft your next legendary wide receiver room. It's it like I I don't really see the need for holding on to these guys if they're just going to cause problems. If you're going to clean house, you might as well do it right. And I mean no disrespect to Deontay Johnson or George Pickens because I love those guys, but if they're going to hold the team back as a whole, then maybe they'll thrive somewhere else. And that's always what I hope for. And that's what I mean. Like if Mike Tomlin gets let go in 2025 because they're not going to let him go this season, he's going to probably play out the rest of his contract. Maybe he'll go play and be a better coach in freaking the Jets. You know what? Hopefully Stan can get that Super Bowl ring with Mike Tomlin. But I, I just I just kind of want to see change. But, hey, I don't know. He might draft a quarterback this year. Might just might flip the whole world upside down. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But so, there needs to be change, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what other people say about this because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of angry people about this. And Pittsburgh, Australia, I'm, I'm ready for your comment. Oh, the Steelers Nation uh, out of Australia. Yeah, shout out yes. to him. He, he had some good comments. Um, he, he does, but I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to try my best to respond to him because I, I don't know if I'll – ever compete with the type of comments that he puts up so so okay um we're sticking with the Steelers here I put out yes. a ton of shit about the Bengals so if you want to go see the Bengals go watch those videos but Kirk Herbstreet who is a guy whose opinion that I very much enjoy and very much trust along with Al Michaels and Al Michaels is the reason I haven't doubled down on the Bill Belichick thing yet because he said nobody knows anything about Bill Belichick don't believe the stuff that's coming out of the media. And so I'm like, okay, Al, I'm going to listen to you. Kirk Herbstreet's another one of those guys. And he said on the Pat McAfee show, when they were there for Thursday Night Football, it did not feel like a Pittsburgh Steelers game. It felt weird. Um, he felt like there was a very selfish attitude going on, which Najee had said something earlier in the yeah. season. Yeah, I remember that video. Yeah. And – he said that wasn't it though. He didn't think that was what was giving him that feeling. But then after that game, Minka made his comments and he thought Minka's comments were in reference to Deontay Johnson as well, which is probably where those radio people were getting it from. Mm -hmm. Now that is being kind of re-emphasized here with Ben Roethlisberger, who the face of the Steelers for most of the two thousands and the 2010s said, Maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. He said that on his podcast, Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. So what do, what is the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and do you think that is done? Can it be saved? I definitely think it can still be saved. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the traditions, I mean, I, I don't exactly know what he brought up in that, in that like post and stuff like that. I think at one point they were talking about timeouts and stuff like, they they used to save their timeouts for like later into the game and and I, I feel like that's a good point because they used to save their timeouts and uh, now they're utilizing it on like random second like early second quarter drives and stuff like that they'll call a timeout and just feel like it's not needed and I feel like those timeouts could definitely be used to 
help win us the games or get us in a little bit of a closer range, you know, at the end of half or at the end of, you know, regulation. Um, when it comes to the Steelers in general, I feel like over the last, I don't, I don't know, like, I want to say like 30 years because like, I want to even go back to the nineties and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't win a Super Bowl back then, but we did make it to a Super Bowl. Granted, that was the, the Neil O'Donnell era, but, um, he did take us to a Super Bowl. We did lose that Super Bowl. There's a lot of scandals behind it. Some people think that he threw the game. It doesn't really matter, but we went. And then, you know, like fast forward a little further on, we're actually like getting a developing team and we won the Super Bowl in 2005. And then you win that Super Bowl in, you know, against the Arizona Cardinals. You go to the Super Bowl against the Packers. You have a lot of winning seasons in between there, but you have, you have like nothing to show for it. And like, and that happens. I get it. But one thing I think that he means is that like that culture, that winning, that we, not me attitude where like there wasn't a lot of like drama happening. Like that was the problem that was happening was like during the 2000s to 2010s, the most drama that was going on was literally Ben Roethlisberger himself. Like he got into a motorcycle accident, which I totally forgot yeah, about. That's, that's what the drama with Ben Roethlisberger. Well, well, that was the first one. He was out. For, he was. He had the motorcycle accident. Then he had the allegations against him. He got suspended. There was like a whole lot of stuff happening in the 2000s where it was a lot of on Ben. And then into the 2010s, you hear about Antonio Brown and maybe on Bell. So I mean, like obviously there's been drama, but like I feel like every team has drama at some point. But like I feel like it gets to a point where like even during like the 2000s to 2010s even with Ben's allegations and stuff like that, they looked at him as, you know, teammate, a player. They looked, you know, they still all looked out for each other. And even during the 2010s, the 2020s, like during that weird Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown era, uh, like it was a, it was a we attitude. And like, I, I don't know what happened with AB. We, you know, a lot of people say it's Montez Burfix hit. doesn't matter, but he's a little screwed up now. But like back in the day, he had a very, like very nice, happy up, upbeat personality he was super excited to play very we oriented and i feel like that culture is like not happening here anymore i feel like it's a very me attitude and i don't know if that's just the culture of the nfl and football changing where people want to make themselves the biggest star that they possibly can with like the resources that they have or if it's just genuinely just a falling culture within the steelers because i mean like obviously like we don't know what's going on in you know I, I don't know, like Jacksonville, where like the smallest things are happening, but like someone stole twenty two million dollars in Jacksonville. Yeah, next a former employee. He had been taken a little off the top every time, and it equal twenty two huh. million dollars. So that's what's happening in Jacksonville. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but like that's th like we don't really know what's going on like in their culture. We don't really know what's going on like how their players are acting and stuff like that. Like it's not popping up a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. And the fact that it's popping up a lot in the Steelers news is kind of concerning, but I do feel like there is a lot of things like you should go back and watch that, listen to that podcast. I know I'm going to just because I haven't had a chance to, but I feel like from what I've heard, he's made like a really like good set of points when it comes to the Steelers in general. And, um, you know, coming from the former Steelers quarterback himself, when I don't know if I would call him the goat quarterback because scary terry 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 bradshaw he was he was something else but but nonetheless so espn has another quote here that they added of his 
Uh, it says you can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts and not have them late in the game, which is what you said. But then yep. he added, to me, that's bad coaching. So he he's putting it on Tomlin as well a little bit. What I'm interested in, you mentioned that, yes, you have the drama queens, you have the divas, you have the we, not me attitude. So the Steelers admittedly have always had that, the we, not me attitude. I mean, other teams around the league hated them. The Bengals hated them. Whoever played them hated them because they were an aggressive team, especially on defense. They were a team. They were like team player team though. They always, right. they, always they always defended each other. Now coming out of the locker room, it's like, no, we're not. This dude's acting like an idiot, and I'm gonna call him out. On this, this is slightly different, but and this isn't an attack on Kenny at all. Um, this is more of just a conceptual. I know when Joe Burrow got hurt. And then Deshaun Watson got hurt. There was a photo going around that had Deshaun Watson up in his suite. And then Joe Burrow was down on the sideline helping Jake Browning. He had a headset on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing the same thing with Zach Wilson. Has a headset on. He's on the sideline. I noticed Kenny Pickett was up in a suite. He wasn't on the sideline. And that's, again, this isn't like saying Kenny Pickett's a selfish jerk. But... As a fan, what does that mean to you when he's not on the sideline with the team? Well, I, I didn't see it happen because I was actually at the game when it happened. But people like my uh, my friend Connor, who's been on the show before, actually texted me and said, I don't know if you knew this because I, I texted him and was like, I want to see Kenny Pickett. He was like, dude, he's in the freaking suite, buddy. Like, you know, he's he's up in the suite. And I was like kind of confused on why he was up in the suite. Um, I don't know exactly what that shows. I don't know if it necessarily shows like cowardness, but like, you know, I always said that it did when it came to Matt Canada, cause he, he was a coward and he would always, you know, hide out in the booth when he would call his terrible jet sweeps every other play. But I digress with that. Matt Canada is no longer with the Steelers organization, but when it comes to Kenny being up there, it does make me wonder because it's almost like. I don't know if it's necessarily Kenny Pickett. It could be Kenny Pickett choosing just to not be up there. Maybe it's just the fact that he just doesn't care to help because of the issues that are going on in the or like in the like within the team that he's just kind of like I can't lead this offense right now. Like they're not going to listen to me. Which honestly, if that's the case, like that's really bad. And I don't even know if I blame Kenny for that, but like that's just like mm-hmm. I, it's just tough because like if you go into a a room where you're a manager or like a teacher, for example, and you can't control your room, like that's not good. That that does, that's not good. So like, and granted, like Kenny's young, he's a rookie and stuff, but he's working with other younger guys on offense. And if they're not going to listen to him, then what is the answer at that point? So it could be frustration on his part. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to be out in the cold. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't feel like it. I, I, there, there's a lot of reasons for it, but like, it it does it does kind of make me upset just because I really thought Kenny would have been on the sideline. There's got to be more to it, but I don't know if we'll ever know. That's the problem. 
Like, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever know what's exactly going on through obviously Kenny's head or through any of these players' heads that make them believe that, you know, they're either not listening to him or th- there's got to be more to it. And we just don't know it. Yeah. They, I mean, I really like that Joe is on the sideline because he had his wrist surgery on a Friday and then they were like, okay, you're going to sit at home and rest. And he's like, no, I'm going to be at the no, game. And, 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 yeah. It, and, and I, and I really respect that for, for him doing that because I was kind of expecting Kenny to be on the sideline, but he was not. So that's why I was kind of confused on why he was there in the suite. I mean, like I said, maybe it was something as crazy as like his, just, he wanted to be with his wife. I don't know, but like, it's still kind of, it's just like, he's like almost being like, I'm not being there for my team. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's almost like saying like, Oh, like, cause like in, for example, with Joe Burrow, how you mentioned Joe, he was like, he was probably in his head. Like, they're like, Oh yeah, just stay at home, you know, hang out in the suite. No, I want to be there for my team End quote probably. And I think it's, I think it's reassuring for Jake. Because if he does something bad, Joe can be there and say, hey, like, I would have done the same thing. I And but granted, it, Joe and Jake are around the same age. Mitch is older than Kenny. That's also the other thing. Because if Kenny goes up to Mitch and he says, it's okay, I'm sure Mitch is probably going to be like, you freaking idiot. I'm older than you. I have more experience. I shouldn't have made that throw. You don't need to tell me that. I, I understand that. But, like, you probably should have still been on the sideline just to, like, motivate him a little bit. But Mitch is so. also not the starter. Yeah, but you should have still motivated him a little bit. Like, even even if he's not going to listen to you because he's, like, ancient. I, I don't actually know how old he is. I'm just going to call him ancient. <laughs> but, like, even though, like, he's, like, you know, older than Kenny, like, at least be, like, a motivator or at least try to help. Like, because I'm sure that, like, some of these, like, quarterbacks out there that have, are dealing with, like, older quarterbacks starting over them because, you know, obviously the young quarterback's always going to, you know – start unless you're like an Aaron Rodgers or somebody that's just like an established quarterback talent. Like, no, no, Aaron Rodgers. I was just thinking this Aaron Rodgers said Tim Boyle helped him. These guys help each other. And Tim, yeah, then I don't, I don't understand why on the field, super smart, terrible on the field. And Aaron Rodgers is saying Tim Boyle helped him when he was in uh, green Bay. So I think I, I think the age shouldn't matter. If you're the starter, you're the starter. No, I agree. But I mean, obviously I think I, I just, I don't know. I, I was a little disappointed when I heard about that. I will say that, but I feel like there's gotta be more to it because like Deshaun Watson, I always just kind of like pictured as like a, a selfish guy just mm-hmm. with everything that surrounds him currently. But um, I don't know. I, definitely weird for a second year quarterback to be up in the booth or sweet and not with his team makes me wonder if like a lot of people are unhappy for that team because if Mink is unhappy Deontay Johnson's unhappy George Pickens is unhappy let's say Kenny Pickett's unhappy a lot of Najee's that's that's like almost all of your star players (laughs) right there like that's like your your star offense and like you're a big piece of your defense I'm not going to say the biggest because obviously tj watt is that biggest piece but um to say a lot kind of makes you wonder and, and i they, think if they, they the, no i was just gonna i was just gonna say maybe if they get rid of the coach like if they get rid of tomlin <laughs> maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll change everything maybe maybe everybody will start acting differently i don't i don't know obviously but maybe you get fresh blood in there 
and maybe if somebody doesn't want to play around, you know, and they they just cause problems. I, I just want to say, Pat McAfee show. They are all from Pittsburgh. Most of them are from Pittsburgh. They're Pittsburgh fans, fans of the franchise. Obviously, Pat's a Colts fan, but he still roots for the Pittsburgh franchise at times. And they were just digging into the Steelers with Kirk, Herb Street, to the point where Pat had to say, like, hey, no, let's let's move on. Let's not trash them anymore. That's, that's where Steelers – it's not just Chuss. It's not just Chuss in his basement getting mad at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fan base as a whole is frustrated. And I think we'll just leave it at that and go. And one more thing. Okay, one more thing, and then we'll leave it at that. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't win another game this season. Well, that's great because you guys play the Bengals. So. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If we can lose to the Cardinals – and the Patriots, we'd be lucky to pick up one more win. And the only thing I can think of in, in the next four weeks is we lose to the Colts, we lose to you guys, we lose to the Seattle Seahawks, and then we beat the Baltimore Ravens at home because some for some reason we always like to beat the Baltimore Ravens at That'd home. That would be great if you could do that. At, at, at Baltimore, I should say. We're not home as in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, Baltimore at home. That would be very helpful for the Bengals if you could beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and we'll finish 8-9. and nine. So first yay. losing season, Tomlin has a losing season. Oh. He gets next. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be something, but we'll see. Um, let's go over the NFL games this week. Tomorrow on Thursday night football, we have, well now today, cause it's 1230 AM the chargers versus the Raiders. Justin Herbert is out for the season. Another quarterback gone. Dunzo Benito bites the dust, but he is done finger injury. Easton Stick is <laughs> Easton Stick. Easton Stick is starting for the Chargers, which had a struggling offense with Justin Herbert. Um, Keenan Allen is also out, so that's another big L there. I think um, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. Aiden O'Connell. And the boys are going to get it done. Devontae Adams is questionable. I believe Josh Jacobs is a game-time decision, but still, I think the Raiders get it done. I It's hard for me to root against North Dakota legend Easton Stick, but I really think that the Raiders are going to win this game. I feel like they're just heating up at the right time, and I feel like with the Chargers, with Justin Herbert being out, they're going to have to – obviously adjust to Easton stick being in the game with the offense. And I just, I, I think the Raiders will, will finish it and get it done. And Brandon Staley doesn't adjust at all. So Raiders. Okay. Yep. I mean, okay. Brandon, Brandon Staley is going to get fired. So yeah, yeah but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I think it go ahead. Keep going. Vikings at Bengals and Josh Dobbs has been benched by head coach Kevin O'Connell. The Josh Dobbs Cinderella story is over. Justin Jefferson is questionable. He came back last week, then immediately got hurt, was taken to the hospital. I believe he is questionable to play this week, though. Um, Bengals, Jake Browning has been hot. 
Cam Taylor Britt is still on IR. Those are the two major injuries that I can think of. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, he has been having a great game. No one's talking about him. He's been having not a great game. He's been having a great season. He's been having a lot of great games. Uh, he is I agree. one of the sack leaders this season that no one is talking about. He's up there with Miles Garrett and TJ Watt in sacks and Anil Hunter, another guy no one's talking about. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals probably the rest of the year because Jake Browning is awesome. So I'm also going to go with the Bengals because in 2021, I went to the Steelers-Eagles preseason game, and Nick Mullins literally cost the Eagles the game because he just was not playing good, and therefore the Steelers won. So, And my friend's caption for his Philadelphia trip dump was, and I quote, Nick Mullins is not good. Or actually, it might have been Nick Mullins sucks. But either way, it was not a very positive mention to Nick Mullins. So not very confident on Nick Mullins from what I saw two years ago. Maybe he's developed. And because of how hot the Bengals have been, I got to roll with the Bengals here. I mean, we got that run game going. We got Joe Mixon getting multi-touchdowns a game. Chase Brown is a dog. DJ Turner, dog. DJ Ivy, dog. He had a muff. He had a muff punt recovery. DJ Ivy, seventh round hey, pick. Hey, can you promise me that Chase Jamar Chase can get me like twelve points this week? Like that would be tremendous. I would helpful. love that too. I'd love him to get more because he's on my fantasy team too. But I uh, cannot promise that. Jake Browning does what Jake Browning do. Uh, I yeah, I picked up Chase Brown though this week. I did pick up Chase Brown. I I, I feel like they might utilize him just a little bit more. We'll, we'll see though. That screen. You had pass. him. You. That's... Yeah, it was it was a great play. I love Chase Brown. Already have his autograph. Bengals. Let's go. Steelers. Colts. Colts are coming off a loss. Michael Pittman Jr. didn't have a touchdown last week against the Bengals, um, but he's close to getting over a thousand yards, and he's uh, gonna be paid this off season. I expect him to have a big game against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers injuries. You probably know better than me. Other than they're all just heartbroken and angry with each other. Yeah, I mean, so Minka's still nursing a hand injury. Um, obviously, we're really down low on the depth chart for the linebackers still. <laughs> um, we have Mitchell Trubitsky in. Really no reason for me to say the Steelers are going to win because I really think the Colts are going to win. But if there's any highlight for any Pittsburgh fan that's heading to Indianapolis this weekend, stay for the halftime show because the halftime show is actually going to be the pittsburgh ultimate frisbee team playing the indianapolis ultimate frisbee team in a little quick 15 minute game and i think that is really epic because they are growing the sport of ultimate frisbee and that is a really fun sport to watch i know people don't like it but it, it, it's really epic I, I really i really mess with the ultimate frisbee so please watch the halftime pittsburgh thunderbirds take on the indianapolis uh i don't know what their team name is but their ultimate frisbee team Just isn't going for the football game. He's going for the halftime show, like so many people do for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. I I really – with uh, coming off of two losses with the Steelers, I just can't see us bouncing back in Indianapolis with Mitchell Trubitsky in and just everything that's been going on. Like, it it might be – it's probably going to be a close game. I don't expect it to be a blowout. But I definitely don't see us winning. I feel like we're going to fold somewhere along the way. That's going to be like a crucial moment where it's like, oh, well, Indianapolis just got a pick six. They're now up 21-7. 
the Steelers lose 28-21. Had Mitch not thrown a pick six, it, 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 so on. I'm not saying it's Mitch or who it's going to be, but there's going to be a mistake somewhere that's going to cost us. And I just, I'm just not ready for it. I don't even know if I'll mentally be there for the game, but we'll see. I'm also taking the Colts if I didn't make that clear. Jonathan Taylor is out as well. I've, I forgot to mention him. I think he's out at least. Broncos, yeah. Lions. Jared Goff has been crap. I don't know why. We talked about this before the show. I wanted to make a video about it, and I just couldn't explain it. He looks lost. He does not look like the Jared Goff we know and love, Lions fans. Broncos are on a hot streak. Lions are on a down did dude, streak. Did the dude get hurt? Did he get, like, hit in the head? Nope. And what I, happened, bro? I don't, I don't know. Buddy is lost. He looks He's scared. Confused. He looks scared back there. It must be because all the pressure is getting to him because Detroit's never been – Detroit's crime rate hasn't been this low since – I remember did you yeah. see that stat yeah. yeah or it's like detroit's crime rate hasn't been this low since like the last time detroit was this good so so uh broncos on a hot streak lions on a cold streak Who whose streak ends um i don't know i want to say i can't i don't know who do you who do you got who do you got because I'm I'm debating on it. Because because I this really is a hard think one. I really think that the Lions could bounce back here, but after their performance against Chicago, I feel like it's a tough one to call. Because not that Chicago's bad, but they definitely ain't good. So it's kind of kind of a tough call there. And Denver's been lighting it up, but how far can Denver go before they end up losing? You know what? Or we'll... Lions fans have been so good to us. They have been so great to the show. Big part of the fan base is Lions fans. I'm riding with the Lions. You know what? Um, I need the Lions to do really good this week for my fantasy team just so that I can beat the 12-0 Octavius Meep team in our 15-team league, Josh. So I'll take the Lions, but listen, Lions, like if you could promise me like <laughs> like an Amon Ra touchdown – no, and Sam, like Samuel Porta and David, David Montgomery touchdown is what I need. Okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, yeah. We'll do that because I have all three of them actually. So all starting this week. So if you could get like twenty points for David Montgomery and like sixteen points for Laporta and maybe like even eight for Amon Ra, that'd be just great. Instead of giving me five freaking points per player, thanks. But hey, listen, I'll go with the Lions. I do think they are a really good team still. Every team has hiccups. I, I actually genuinely think that they'll probably win. Love for the Lions. New York Giants and the Saints. The Saints oh, I'm, are I, collapsing. Tommy DeVito is quarterback for the New York Giants. Oh, my gosh. Is this man going to replace Daniel Jones? Nah, but I don't know. They just signed Daniel Jones, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, what? Oh, man. I kind of wanted to say the Saints, but I, I think it's going to be the Giants. I got to go Giants, too. Got yeah, it. I don't know. I feel like they're getting all that media attention. I feel like it's going to get get them all hyped for. I think they're uh, Tommy DeVito's manager is going to be down there doing some of the gabagool, and that's going to help them. Probably, but nonetheless, I guess we'll see. But root for the Giants, or well, not root, but we we think the Giants are going to win. So. Chicago Bears coming off a win against the Lions. 
And then they're playing the Cleveland Browns, which Joe Flacco. I really want the Browns to lose, but I want Joe Flacco to do well because I think it'll be really funny to watch the Browns try to justify going back to Deshaun Watson if Joe Flacco does well. And he's currently still on their practice squad. So another team could come in and take him if they wanted. That's what the Ravens did with the Patriots. They stole Malik Pittsburgh, Cunningham. Uh, Pittsburgh could do that. Pittsburgh should do that. So Cleveland. Who do you, I mean, Cleveland has a ton of injuries. Cleveland has like 14 key players injured. Dewan Jones is out for the season. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to like root or like not root because I don't root for the Browns ever, but it's kind of hard to like justify the Browns losing, but I guess they possibly could. Um. Who, who do you got for this? I'm rooting who, who, for Chicago, but I think the Browns will probably win. You know what? I think Chicago is going to win. Okay. I thought about it. I, I thought about it. I think Chicago is going to go on a mean hot streak, and they're going to win like three of their last four. Okay. Just, just, because, just because it's going to be stupid. It's going to be like, the Chicago Bears have screwed up everything. They screwed up everything. And I think, I think the, the next point is like, all right, they beat the Lions. They're going to beat the Browns, who are pushing. And everyone's going to be like, the Bears! And everyone's going to be, like, freaking out about the Bears. And it's just going to be really funny. So I think the Bears are going to win. Okay, we have an NFC South matchup. Some of the worst teams in football playing each other. Falcons versus the Panthers. Falcons, bro. Carolina, Carolina just cannot win. They cannot produce anything on offense. Adam Thielen is like that whole offense. Like there's just, there's just nothing. I, like I, until I don't know what Carolina need. Carolina needs everything fixed. I, if you, if you guys want to do a Madden rebuild, go on and try to rebuild the Carolina Panthers because I promise you that probably is going to be very difficult because I they just need so much work. But it will take some time. They'll get there, but ain't gonna be this year. They're probably gonna finish with one win. Atlanta takes that game. Buccaneers Packers. Packers are on a hot streak. I'm taking the Packers. But I think the Buccaneers are might just take it because I think they're trying to fight for that number one. Uh, they're trying to secure the seed at the uh, the top of the South. Because think about it, like any Packers like not trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So I. But either way, I feel like both teams are. It's going to be a shootout. It's got to be a shootout. Like you can't. Jordan Love just came off of like a poop game. Like that game again. That that game was poop. Like I, I don't know what the heck Jordan Love was cooking, but it it was burnt. He put up like three fantasy points for me, which and when Patrick Mahomes, who put up thirteen points, is higher than that, it's kind of an issue. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with easy bake oven here. I think so they're gonna Baker. cook. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baker and, okay. and the Buccaneers. I think they're gonna cook. I think they're going to win. Okay. Jets, Dolphins. We talked about them a little bit at the beginning of the show. Who do you got? I still think the Dolphins are going to win it. I, I, I don't really see um, – unless, unless like, something weird happens because right now Tyreek Hill, Mosert, and A-Chain, right? It's A-Chain, right? Devon A-Chain, yeah. Yeah, A-Chain. Because uh, I've heard a Chani, A-Chain, a Chan. Like, I've heard H-chan everything. H-chan. Okay, it's got to be A-Chain then. So, but all three of them are questionable. Tyreek Hill being the biggest. Yep. Yeah. So if all, 
yeah, so if all three of them don't play, like let's say some freak thing happens in a Chan, Mosert, and Tyreek Hill don't play, there's no way that the Miami Dolphins pull that out. I, I just don't think that they – I think Tua will be so confused on who to go to that his only target will be Waddle and, like, Gesicki. Chase Claypool would be in there in that case, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna go I think – Jets. Okay. Go Jets. I think I want to go Jets. If this really depends on Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill is out, if Tyreek Hill is out, I am hammering Jets. You might want to take that, take that pick for uh, money line or something. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cautiously go Jets because I need the Dolphins to lose. All right. Well, <laughs> I still think the I think the Dolphins are probably going to win, but I guess it remains to be seen, especially after that Titans game. Moving on, Chiefs, Patriots, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick temper tantrum. The refs need to stop calling penalties in key moments unless it's in the AFC Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals or in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mahomes against Bailey, Zappi, and the New England Patriots. It's going to be the Patriots. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kansas City's going to just – they're going to lose to the Bill Belichick special. Well, And that being Bailey, Zappi, and that defense for the Patriots. And I think they're going to win 17-10 to 10 because the Chiefs won't be able to score. You get that score right. You've gotten two right this year somehow. Well, pretty close. I think one I was like one point off. No, or one. You've gotten two exactly right. Oh well. I said, that that one. Yeah, I remember that one. I got. I literally got that one right. But um, <laughs> I don't actually know if it'll be seventeen to ten. But I think I think Bailey Zappi did show a lot of like promise in that Steelers game, like throwing for three touchdowns. So I would not put it past me for him to throw for two touchdowns or even just one touchdown and them getting a rushing touchdown. I think Ramondre Stevenson's still out, so we'll see. Um, but definitely will be interesting. And I would not be surprised if they do because don't do not kid yourself. The Patriots defense is not like that terrible. The team is bad, but like they're like they beat the Chargers like or they didn't beat the Chargers. They lost to the Chargers what six nothing? That game, their offense is bad, which I know sounds yes. insane, but their defense is good. Steve Spagnola has those guys cooking over there in Kansas City. Yeah, so if if the Patriots can figure out a way to just like shut down the uh, the random wide receivers that the Chiefs picked up, thinking that they were uh, that they uh, thought that they had Tom Brady, you know, because I don't know if you ever thought about that, but the Patriots would just back in the day just pick up like. Chris Hogan and some of the most random wide receivers ever, and Tom Brady would make them look like the mm. biggest legends ever. Patrick Holmes is not doing that with Marquez Valdez Scantling, Kadarius Tony, uh, Rashi Rice, and all these other guys. I feel like a lot of them keep dropping balls. So just be really, really funny. Don't want to root for the Patriots, but really kind of do. So I'm going to go with the Patriots for this one just because I just like the pandemonium. I am so. also going to root for the Patriots. Um, yeah, I think that'd be. I, I almost wonder if Pacheco's out because he's questionable. 
Do you just put a spy on the running back, like a linebacker spy, and then just sell out and cover Travis Kelsey because these other guys just aren't catching? We'll see what Billy B cooks up there uh, up in Foxborough for that game. But uh, next game, Texans-Titans in an AFC South matchup. C.J. Stroud is questionable. uh, Concussion protocol. Davis Mills would be the backup. Nico Collins is also questionable. Tank Dell is out for the season. On the Titans' side, Will Levis looked like Josh Allen on Monday Night Football. The way he was trucking some people. I don't know if you've seen the photo. There's a photo of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. His head, like, bent. Will Levis was like, no. And then... Will Levis threw a ball the week before, and he knew it was going to be an interception. He ran up and tackled the guy who intercepted it, caused him to fumble. Dude's a beast, man. I, I'm going Titans. I am also going to go Titans. I'm with Mayo, man, especially if C.J. Stroud's out. Yeah, I like Will Levis. I, I do like Will Levis. I think he's a good quarterback. I, I, I think he shows a lot of promise. As the cards lie right now, Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. Next game, 49ers. And Joe Camo's Arizona Cardinals. I think this one's pretty easy. I think even Joe would say 49ers. I think it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals um, just because uh, Kyler Murray is. If um, you see, I'm acting like this because I think that's a terrible take. Are you, I know you're being sarcastic, but I still think it's a terrible take. But if you're right, like how when you pick the Cardinals to beat the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not going to be a happy person because that was stupid. All right. Well, I'm going to just – I'm almost positive that the – no. Are you actually yeah, going to take the Cardinals? It's going to be the Cardinals, yeah. It's going to be the Cardinals. And, and, you know, they're coming off – you know, they might not have had the best uh, week this week or because – actually, they were on bye this week. They, they, they come off – they come off the bye after beating the big Pittsburgh Steelers, the big bad Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to go and beat on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they're going to win by a field goal. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very angry. You probably not even gonna be close to a field goal. But it'd like, be really funny. I feel like right now, everyone who's listening is like, "Yeah, this guy just lost all credibility." But hey, no, it, listen, hey, I called the Cardinals beating the the uh, Cowboys early on early on in the season. You did so. It, I just like I the Cardinals are my wild card team. I'll just pick them randomly when I think that they're gonna win. And I for some reason I feel like the 49ers are because because I don't know if you've noticed, but every team so far in the NFL at some point this season has had a hiccup where they've looked like a fraud team, except for the 49ers. The 49ers went on a three game losing streak when Trent Williams was out. Yes, but people still think that they're the most complete team. What if they lost to the Arizona Cardinals when they had a full healthy team? Then every NFL team would be a fraud. So nobody can say, oh, my team is better. No, you lost to the Cardinals. Well, <laughs> well and then everybody just kind of just yells at each other because everybody just sucks because everybody's a fraud team. And I think, I think literally if the Cardinals can beat and get it done and beat the 49ers, the NFL – the news media, the, the the Instagrams and everything, they will be in pandemonium because they won't know who to post about because everybody, every team is a fraud. Bengals beat the Cardinals. That's so that so that makes you guys just the best team ever yep, if they exactly. beat the 49ers. I really want the Cardinals to win. I'll be wearing my JJ Watt jersey. I'll Bang- be ready to go. Bengals beat the Cardinals and the 49ers. So anything's possible, I guess. Granted, it was when Trent Williams was out. 
Um, How many games are left? Because I feel like we've only gone through eight, and I really got to pee. <laughs> Four. Okay, keep going. Commanders, Rams. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. I feel like they put up a lot of offensive points. They show a lot of promise. Um, I feel like the Commanders are still struggling a little bit here. Um, Commanders' defense sucks. Going Rams. Thanks. It's going to be the Rams. You got Puka out there. Kyron Williams is back. Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. This should be a fun game. Uh, Dallas is trying to keep that number one seed. The Bills uh, are trying to get in the playoffs. I want to go Cowboys here because Stefan Diggs has been doing nothing this like couple last couple games. Their secondary is amazing. Josh Allen is turnover prone. Not a bad quarterback, but he is turnover prone. The Cowboys defense is great at creating turnovers. So uh, I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, I'm going to go Bills. I think I think that although I do think that the Cowboys have been picking up some big wins recently, um, I, I think that in a way I feel like the Buffalo Bills are getting hot. And I feel like they're just one of those teams where like they still have all the pieces that they need that they've had in years prior that have made them good teams. They've just been struggling for whatever reason this year. And I think this might be the game where Stefan Diggs actually does something. I hope not so. because I benched him this week in fantasy. It's a bad move. But bad I, move. I want you to know. 20, 24.9 points. I'm just going to start throwing out <laughs> random stuff and see if any of it sticks. 24.9 fantasy points for Stefan Diggs this week. I want you to know that I didn't bench him for some random guy. I have Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman Jr., Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, and Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery, and Brees Hall. So, like, trying to get all of those guys into the starting lineup is impossible. So, Diggs had to hit the bench this week against the Cowboys defense. Ravens, Jaguars, Sunday Night Football. Ravens looking to keep the number one spot in the AFC against a team that is looking to win their division first and foremost before getting into the playoffs or seeking that number one conference spot in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Kirk, I believe, is still out. They're going to be looking to Parker Washington, who has been uh, getting his name set a lot. He's had a few touchdowns, too, while Kirk has been out. So I'm definitely not a guy to miss out on. Mark Andrews is still out for the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you got I'm just going to go with the Ravens. Ravens. I refuse to root for the Ravens in any well, capacity. I, I'm, I'm not going to root no. for the Ravens, but they're definitely going to win. But even in that, even by saying that they're going to win, I feel like I'm rooting for them a little bit, and that's too much. I refuse to root for any team that Roquan Smith is on now after his comments about Joseph Lee Burrow. And therefore... Okay. T-Law in the Jacksonville Jaguars will be getting it done in Duval County. Okay. Baltimore <laughs> Ravens all the way. No. Last game. Monday Night Football. Eagles versus Seahawks. Two bird teams. Eagles looking to reclaim that number one spot and show that they're actually a good football team because we got them on fraud watch here at No Buts About It. Um, at least I do. And uh, Seattle Seahawks looking to prove they are a playoff-worthy team. And DK Metcalf is going to try his best to not get ejected this week. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But who do you got, Chuss? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. I feel like they've had two really 
uh, poor games over the last couple of weeks, and I think this is going to be their final big redemption game before they go into a really tough stretch coming up here. So I really think that this is going to be a big week for them, and um, I think they're going to hopefully finish out strong. I don't know how strong, um, but I definitely think that this game is going to be a game won by Philadelphia. So, Geno Smith, I don't know if he's healthy playing, what he's doing. Either way, he's coming off injury if he is playing. Drew Locke would be the starter if Geno isn't playing. So, here we go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles. Shocking, I know. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think even, even if DK Metcalf stays in the game and doesn't get ejected, uh, I still think the Eagles will win it. They have something to prove. Everyone's kind of been trashing them in the media this week. So, uh, Eagles, that's my final say. And if you've made it this far, thank you for listening to the longest episode of No Buts About It to ever exist because we're at an hour and 16 minutes. And I'm going to go pee. Okay, so... Chess is going to go pee, and I'm going to do a spiel. So thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. I know about show which if you're on youtube please go subscribe and watch some videos on there because we're very close to hitting some of our end of year goals um we already hit our we actually already hit our previous end of year goals then we set new goals back in like late october and we're already close to hitting those so if uh we hit some of those goals before christmas i might be feeling pretty generous and maybe do a giveaway or something we'll see so uh please go help support the youtube channel our social media pages are nobuts underscore show on Instagram and nobuts show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Uh, shout out to all the Swifties who blew up my Twitter over the weekend as well. Uh, I tweeted about Tony Romo's little mistake where he said that tr- Taylor Swift was Travis Kelsey's wife. If you want to become famous on Twitter, mention Taylor Swift. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2, that's the number two, at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.